Hello everyone and welcome back to the Scouting God Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to try to read all the Mary Bad books and the Scouting has to offer. In this episode, we're going to be reading the Citizenship in the Community Merit Badge book. In the description, as always, I'll provide links to the Merit Badge books on Amazon and a link to the pamphlet as well. If you have any suggestions or questions about the podcast, please email me at scoutinggodpodcast at gmail.com. Now, let's begin. Introduction. A community is a group of people living in a particular area who share common characteristics, interests, activities, or purposes. That group could be as small as a family living together in an apartment or as large as the population of a sprawling metropolitan area. You can belong to a community within communities, family, neighborhood, school, scout troop, club, team, worship group, and city. The United States is a patchwork of communities. Local communities are the building blocks of government. They differ from each other and may be governed differently. The makeup of a particular local government depends on its history, population, size, geography, and variation laws. But regardless of how local communities differ, they all have one point in common. In the United States, local government means self-government. Here, citizens help make decisions about their community through their elected officials. Every community has a history, some centuries old, and some of hope or despair. Others are beginning right now as carpenters nail shingles on the last house of a new neighborhood. While you are earning this merit badge, you will discover ways you can help your community, old or new, by participating in a good, active citizen. Citizenship, the value of belonging. Every time an an American family adds a child, the United States adds another citizen. Citizens are people who either were born in the country or were born elsewhere and have been neutralized or granted citizenship by the government. The rights, duties, and obligations of community. Being a member of a community, your family or your scout troop, for example, gives you rights, privileges, and protection. You may express your opinions, try new skills, hang out with your friends, and be safe. In return, you should honor your parents' respect, adult leaders, and follow scouts. Help one another and follow the rules. As an American citizen, you are entitled to the freedoms guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution and to the full protection of federal, state, and local laws. You also can count on the support of local service departments like fire and sanitation, but those rights of citizenship come with a price. Some obligations are required by law, including paying taxes and obeying the law. Other obligations, such as valuing others' opinions and staying informed about candidate issues and respecting elected officials, might not be written laws, but they may be considered injustice for good conduct. Just as you are loyal to your family and troop members, even if you don't always agree with them, you should always show allegiance to your local government. If you disagree with what is happening in your local community, you have the right to try to change the local public policies. Participation, the antidote to apathy. Many citizens take their rights for granted. Some citizens do not vote, voluntarily giving up their voice in government. Other citizens do not know or care about what is going on in their community until a person is built in their neighborhood or the crime rate grows. Unless they are upset about a particular issue, most citizens leave the decisions to elected representatives and local activists. People who feel connected to their community tend to participate. The more active citizens in their community with to school, youth groups, businesses, and service clubs. 
the more interest that they will have in their local government. That is why longtime residents often hold local offices. You have a choice now to build connections in your own community, look for opportunities to get involved with charities, local companies, and your place of worship, and in your school. Help provide people understand the issues in your community, and you will develop a respect for the opinions of others and a compassion for those in need. You will appreciate the efforts that your elected officials make on your behalf. Good citizenship goes beyond feeling loyal to your community. It is how you conduct yourself as a citizen. Being constantly alert to ways you can improve the lives of your family, friends, neighbors, and your community as a whole. States of Power The U.S. Constitution outlines of a federal system in which the power of the people governments are divided between the national government and the 50 states. State constitutions create unitary systems in which all powers are centralized in the state governments, now where the constitutions are local governments mentioned. The relationship between state and local governments. Each state has complete authority over the local governments within its borders. The local governments borrow their powers from the governments and can exercise only those powers through specifically given to them by the state. State governments are patterned after three branches of the federal government, executive, legislative, and judicial. The governor heads the executive branch, which includes other elected officials such as the legislative governor, attorney general, secretary of state, and treasurer. Elected representatives from districts throughout the state make laws in the two-house legislature. Most states have what they call an upper house and or senate, and the lower house, or house of representatives. Nebraska calls the, its one house of the legislature. The judiciary is a system of courts held by elected or appointed officials. Citizens vote for many state officials, but the governor and senator share appointed powers and choose officials to run certain state boards and commissions. At the federal and state levels, separation of powers is very important and helps ensure that no one branch of government becomes too powerful. It is not a criteria that all local levels where most governing bodies perform administrative and legislative duties. Structure of local governments No matter where you live, you probably are touched by several layers of local government, city, country, school district, special district, and region. Your family might pay taxes to one or more of these government entities. Countries all U.S. states are divided into countries, also called Parishon, Louisiana, and Brats in Alaska, which are further divided into townships or districts. In the 48 states, the country is the largest unit of the local government. Connecticut and Rhode Island do not have country governments. In Connecticut, countries exist only for the purpose of elections. In Rhode Island, countries are divisions of the state court system. The main function of a country government are law enforcement, property assessment and tax collection, highway construction and maintenance, recording of important public documents such as deeds, mortgages, and death certificates, issuing license for hunting, fishing, and marriage, and providing public welfare. When state and local governments' budgets are cut, countries in large urban areas assume more responsibility in providing services such as transportation, water, and sewage operations, emergency medical services, and land use planning. Regions made up of multiple countries often regulate air quality control and mass transit networks and coordinate national disaster planning. 
Country governments can be structured by several ways. The most common form of the country is the country board, in which citizens elect officials from their township or district who represent them on a board commissioners, usually with three to or seven or more members, or a board of supervisors, typically with 15 to 80 or more members. Board members share authority with other elected officials, such as the sheriff, district attorney, country clerk, and coroner, and they appoint people to committees and lesser commissions. Another type of com country government is the council administrator form, in which an elected country official passes laws and appointed administrator to execute the council's policies, and third and least used from an elected country administrator who serves as chief executive and an elected council that is determined legislative policy. Municipalities. Unlike countries which primarily exist to carry out board, local functions on behalf of the state, municipalities, exist as the requests of the residents who want more public services. Municipalities, cities, towns, villages, and broths are densely populated in urban areas with local governments. The state creates them by characters or legislation, which then serve as the local constitutions. Municipal governments are organized according to their char characters. The most widely used form of government is the mayor-council character. Voters elect a mayor and the chief executive, and a council is a legislature. For cities larger than 500 people, the average height of a city council is 7 members, but huge cities like New York City may have as many as 50 council members, depending on how many formal powers are given to the mayor. The mayor-council form of government often is described as a strong mayor or weaker mayor type. Another form of city government is gaining wide support in the council manager government, also called the city manager plan, in which citizens vote for council members in a non-partisan at large elections and elect a mayor with limited authority. The council then hires a city manager, often a professionally trained career administrator, who is given the authority to appoint all department heads and under this agreement. The council makes policies to be carried out by the city manager. The city council retains the highest to dismiss the mayor at any time. The third and least used type of municipal government is a commission form. Voters elect three to nine commissioners who are act together as a council to pass ordinances and control finances, and individually to heed the different departments of city government. The voters or the commissioners may choose one of the commissions to be mayor. The mayor also has a city department, leads meetings, and represents city at ceremonies, but has no more authority than the other commissioners. Special districts. The fastest growing form of local government is the special district run by an elected board. The separate legal unit provides a single service, such as flood or mosquito control, to a particular area and often overlaps other local jurisdictions. These special districts range in size and from neighborhood blocks concerned with the historic presentation to the Mammoth Port Authority of New York and New York Jersey, New Jersey, which operates tunnels, bridges, and airports. School districts are by far the most common kind of special district. Voters in most districts enter a board of education whose policies are carried out by an appointed school superintendent.
The board sets school tax rates, hires teachers, and runs the public elementary and secondary schools. Under its authority, the Board of Education is one of the most important and official groups of citizens and is generally independent of the City Council. Responsibilities of Local Governments The state entrusts the local government to protect and provide service to its citizens. Cities differ in the number and kinds of services they provide. In the nation's snow belt, local government spends huge sums of money on snow removal. Communities in Americans' Tornado Alley have to pay for sophisticated early warning systems. Most cities provide roughly the same service to meet communities' basic needs. Mandates funded by taxpayers are the responsibility of local governments. To protect life and property, the local government provides public safety and fire departments and a municipal poll court system. To guard the health of its citizens, the city or country runs hospitals and clinics, manages sanitation services, and handles animal control. To provide education, the city supports libraries and the school district maintains schools for students in grades K-12. To care for those in needs, local government may def- offer school services such as foster care and mental health facilities. To make the community a good place to live, local governments builds and maintains streets, provides public transportation, creates parks and recreational ac- f- facilities, and attracts new businesses. For a quick overview of the variety of services provided by your community, look under the Government and Community Services, the blue pages, in your local telephone book, or search the internet with your parents' permission. Public Meetings More than 300 years ago, American colonists regularly met to decide how best to manage and protect their communities. At those gatherings, people discussed and argued and finally voted for their conviction. This is the purest form of democracy. When voters participate directly in making laws, levying taxes, and spending money. Today, the New England town meeting still exists in many small towns, but because of population growth, time constraints, and modern day complexities, it has given way to a modified form in which citizens elect representatives to attend the meeting and vote on their behalf. Local government, regardless of its statute, is a liberal government and most directly accountable to the public citizens. Meet face-to-face with the representatives at local meetings. If you do not know what local voting districts you live in or who represents you, call the city, town, or city council or school board. Then attend one of those meetings and watch how elected representatives participate and vote. If you get the opportunity, introduce yourself to local council members, or school board representatives. Characters require that city council publish proposed ordinances or municipal laws in local newspapers. That way, interested citizens can voice their concerns at scheduled hearings before the laws are enacted. This prevents the council members from enlisting in secret and acting out on self-interests. Public meeting agendas are posted in advance in the newspaper and on the city, town, or county, or school board, or district website. If it has one, in most places, a citizen must register to speak at the meeting about an item or agenda. Topics in a council meeting might include agricultural requirements for new commercial buildings, a proposal for a multi-lane highway through a residential neighborhood, the sale of municipal bonds, and the best use of a vacant parcel of land. At 
At a school board meeting, you might hear about the cost of buying band instruments, the need to reduce expenses, the value of block schedules compared to six-period days, and whether to award physical education credit for off-campus supports, and other similar issues. The court system. Municipal courts have citywide authorities and organizations to individuals, civil, civil, criminal, domestic relations, small claims, traffic, and probate courts. If you sit on the season of one of these courts, you will hear involve case involving misdemeanors, less serious crimes, and matters involving small amounts of money. Country and state courts, known, in, known as general courts, handle more serious civil and criminal cases, which are tied before a judge. If a dispute arises about how the law has been applied in one of these trial courts, a judge in a, a appellate court, often called the Court of Appeals, reviews the case and makes a decision. In some instances, a case is appealed to the state Supreme Court, in which the court of last resort and the state judicial system. Five to seven justices sit on the high bench and have the final say in all cases relating to the state law. On rare occasions, when a question of federal law is involved, a case may be appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. Local Issues What is on the public's mind? You can learn a lot about a community just by paying attention to what is going on around you. You might hear people talking in the grocery store, in the post office, in restaurants, or in the stands of an athletic event. Listen closely, read the newspaper, watch the local news on television, and you will find out what issues concern the public. For example, you might hear a mother expressing worry that a child's frequent asthma attacks may be caused by air pollution in the community, or you might hear that many car accidents has occurred in a particular intersection. You might see a news coverage on television about how graffiti has been a problem in a particular community. Read the editorials in your community newspaper if you have attended a court session. You may have discovered connections between the cases in the courtroom and articles in the newspaper. Consider the subject you heard discussed in the city council or school board meeting. Think about how the hot topics pick an issue that interests you and find out how to help. Getting to the bottom of an issue. You can easily figure out which branch of government is responsible for resolving the problem by calling the city council office or school board, or asking the reference librarian in your local library. If you read about the problem in the newspaper, look for names in the article or contact the newspaper for a lead. Once you know what branch, board, or committee is responsible, find out who might be willing to discuss the issue with you and how to reach that person. Then request an interview, by telephone probably is the most convenient. Allow yourself enough time before the interview to thoroughly prepare. Try to find out as much as you can about the size of the issue. What is currently being done to address it? How can young people help? In many cities, young people served as representatives on advisory boards for the city, town, or country's council board, and a parent-slash-teacher association, and as members of a teen court. Citizens under 18 or older usually are eligible to run for local offices. Making a difference. A good citizen look for opportunities to help and improve the community. Small efforts make a difference, and you also can join forces with others to benefit many people. Matching your interests to volunteer work. You know how much more you enjoy doing something if you're good at it or if it really interests you? So keep this in mind as you consider volunteer opportunities. List your skills and talents. Think about whether you are willing to teach those skills to other people, Consider your personal goals and what you want to learn, too. 
List the issues that are most important to you. Think of the merit badges that you have earned and how you might use those skills to be a valid volunteer. Perhaps you like to play an instrument. Maybe you can repair electronic equipment. If you are bilingual or computer savvy, there are many opportunities to put those skills into practice and fulfilling experiences. Having a good sense of humor is a valuable skill too. Many people volunteer because they care about social problems like literature and poverty, or environmental issues, or finding cures for specific diseases. Others take pleasures in helping elderly people, animals, or children. There are endless opportunities to volunteer, so pick one that suits you. That way, you will make a bigger difference. Choosing a Charity once you decide what cause interests you, it is time to find out which charitable organization in your community addresses the issue. You can start by looking at the community service pages in your telephone book. Call the local Better Business Bureau. Pick up flyers about charities at the local Chamber of Commerce. With your parents' permission, visit the website listed in resources section of this merit badge pamphlet. Find out more. Find out if the group is not for a nonprofit organization. Read its mission statement and decide if you agree with its goals. If you want to volunteer for that organization, call to discuss possible responsibilities or suggest what you would like to do. Even though you are giving your time and effort for free, you may not you may have to interview for the position. Most organizations want the best people working for their cause. They also know that volunteers can make big contributions of time and other resources and many are needed. Shining a light on your community. When you aim a spotlight on something, your focus is narrow. You have chosen one perspective to highlight and ignore the rest. But by learning more about your community, you shine a floodlight. Suddenly, you see lots of different kinds of people and places with ver varying worldviews. Good government officials and good citizens also try to understand different points of view. The hometown tourists. There are other people who lived in New York City all their lives and have never been to the top of the Empire State Building. Have you ever been to the tourist attraction in your hometown? You probably remember driving to your community with family You probably uh, or friends when someone looked at the car window and said, I've never noticed that before. Ride through your community with your parents or with their permission and explore streets you have never traveled. You will discover unfamiliar and interesting neighborhoods, businesses, historical places, elementary schools, parks, and more. To fulfill requirement 2, you must map out your community. If you go to a building where the local government board or council meets, you will likely find a map of your community. Marked with the Chief Government Building and Public Service Facilities. Read the government and community service pages in your local telephone book to learn about the addresses of the hospital, fire, and police stations nearest your home. Call or visit the local historical society to know where you find historic sites in your community. Regardless of whether you live in a city with a mass transit system and take it for a guaranteed clean water supply or in a rural area with unpaved roads and well water, you live in a unique community with its own history and special places. If your community has a tourist center, go there and collect information about local attractions. You can gather all sorts of information about local demographics, parks, lakes, and recreational facilities, museums, public gardens, support attractions, and cultural events. You can pick up similar flyers at local chamber of commerce. With your parents' permission, check the internet. Most towns and cities regularly update their own websites with helpful information. 
While walking or riding through your community, pay attention to the names of schools, community centers, and streets. There are clues to the history of your community and to the people who played active roles. Notice how many signs on businesses and religious buildings are posted in different languages. Take a tour of the procedure section in your grocery store. How do the fruits and vegetables reflect the ethnic influences of your community? Think about what makes neighborhoods and how is one neighborhood different from another? Isn't your community a cluster of all these local groups? The Inform Booster. Every community needs an enthusiastic supporter who will promote it as a great place to live. You can be a booster for your community when you make your public presentation for requirement 8. To make a fair and balanced speech or exhibit Make sure to point out the challenges in your community faces and what the community is doing to address the challenges. When you interview someone in the local government for Requirement 4B, use that opportunity to discuss community challenges. Consider contacting your elected officials to discuss those problems too. Include something about your community's geography. Think about the geography of your community. How do the physical features contribute to the local lifestyle or attract industries? Use your talents to save your presentation. If you enjoy talking in front of a group of people, make a speech. If you love taking photos, then create a photographic exhibit. Keep in mind, however, that people in your audience respond differently to information. Some like to hear it presented, others prefer to see it. Combine oral and virtual elements so that your presentation interests everyone. Saging your presentation. Reach out to your community when you make your presentation. Consider staging it at a nursing home, senior citizen center, rotary club meeting, YMCA after school program, or volunteer group. Invite people who have helped you with your presentation, such as residents and officials you interview. You might include elected officials or members of the volunteer organization you assisted for Requirement 7C. Have fun in doing this project as well as other requirements. As you learn more about your community and make more of an effort to get involved, you will develop a greater sense of belonging, a stronger pride in your hometown, and a better understanding of what it means to be a good citizen in your community. Thanks for listening to part one of the Citizenship in the Community Merit Badge book.